Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Hello, folks. Just a quick update on our podcast page, Help for Wounded Spirits. So we had a Facebook page of the same title, Help for Wounded Spirits. Unfortunately, through this whole electronic big tech stuff, we lost that page with all of you who liked us and followed us, completely lost the page and had to start a new one from scratch. So we need your help. Would you go out to the new one and find it and like us? It's still showing a, a blip to the old one. But if you'd go out to the new one, Help for Wounded Spirits, and, and find us and like us again, that'd be a great blessing. Uh, we also heard from a couple of you folks who had questions and things were going on. Please contact us. Contact us privately on our Facebook page, uh, whatever the case may be. Also, by the grace of God, our ministry is expanding, especially on the Wounded spirit side. So we have a completely different place now to give to the, wounded, the Help uh, for Wounded Spirits uh, website. Uh, so if you could go to Wounded Spirits Ministries, you got to type out the word ministries, T-R-I-E-S dot com, and, and you hit give, it'll take you to a drop down window that starts with general and list a couple missionaries. And then it says uh, help for Wounded Spirits podcast. Boy, we could sure use your help with a month or so coming at us. And uh, that'd be a great blessing. So quickly, uh, we now have Helpful Wounded Spirits, its own Facebook page. Please go out and like it. It doesn't look exactly the same as the old one, uh, but God is still blessing. We can't wait to see you folks out there. Secondly, we have another place for you to help us pay our monthly bills with Helpful Wounded Spirits, and that's at woundedspiritsministries.com, and then hit give in the drop-down window entitled that comes up. We'll say Help for Wounded Spirits website. Of course, this is a 5013C. Uh, of course, you'll get a receipt for your taxes immediately. And uh, we thank you very much for your time. We sure do love you folks. Praying for you daily. Thank you. Great to be back with you folks today. And as we continue on with the podcast and Stephanie, I was just uh, thinking about how happy I am that you and I are able to continue on with these podcasts on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, share with your friends. We, they post them out there now about 5.30 Eastern time or about 5 Eastern time, Stephanie. And uh, so how are you today, my friend and co-host? Doing pretty well, Doug. So we continued, you know, we just, in the area of full disclosure, we continue on with Stephanie's four-day journey leading up to the martyrdom of the greatest missionary in our lives, Charles Wesco, Charles Truman Wesco. And uh, Stephanie, just to give an idea to the peeps out there, especially those who've been widowed or widowers, widows and widowers, and the loss. And I mean, you went through something even greater than that with the murder. But uh, what's it like around the anniversary of the death of your loved one? Um, well, there's definitely a lot of emotion. Um, this year has been very different from last year in the sense that the Lord has brought me to the place of um, letting things go in a, in a lot of ways um, that I was not ready to do last year. And so I'm very thankful for that. Um, not that you let the memories go or anything like that, but just coming to the place, I guess you could just say it's another step of um, surrender, um, 
and yeah. coming to that realization on another level that God, this is your will. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, you, you just, it's a journey. This is just a journey. And yeah. um, I'm just thankful for the all of the ways God's brought us along on the healing journey in the last year from where we were last year. And it doesn't mean there's not tears and it doesn't mean that there's not flashbacks and things that don't make sense. Yeah. But, um, you know, going through the book of Job was a good reminder and was powerful in the sense of just that refocus of God is still God Mm. and whatever his purpose in the nightmare that transpired two years ago, he allowed it for his honor and glory. Yeah. And so it's my job to make sure that he, that, that I do everything and the kids do everything we can to make sure that we honor and glorify him. And you really do. And you do. Yeah. And uh, I can, I can attest that Stephanie is somebody who honors God tries to bring glory to him through her actions, through her children's actions. They work hard. They're members of a good church. They, uh, you know, Stephanie, I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm proud of where you've come in the last year as your friend, as your counselor. Uh, I think that uh, you've come a long way, and I just wanted to say that. And I, I'm glad that you share these things with people because there's so much that happens in our lifetimes. You know, looking back at a lifetime, they're not speed bumps either. They're terrible tragedies. And uh, and they affect the way we look at things. Like Stephanie and I were speaking about a song, I think yesterday. Uh, and we were talking about our song. And as we spoke about the song, one of the things that came to mind was, um, you know, maybe there was a, the song glorified death a little bit. more. Death is hard. And that's something that you you folks who held people in your arms, your loved ones, your spouses, your children, your parents, whatever the case may be, uh, you know the ultimate hardness of that. And and thank you for sharing that with us, Stephanie. And, and uh, you know, make sure you folks get out and get Stephanie's book. If you haven't read it, buy yourself a hard copy. Get that thing. Put it on your shelf. Read it once a year. To Die is Gain. And... Uh, Find an Abundant Life in Death. It's out there on uh, Amazon. Get yourself a hard copy and read it as soon as you can because that's been a great blessing to me. I, I read it 30-something times when I was going through <laughs> helping with the edit and things of that nature, and every time it was good. And you know what, Stephanie? I think the guy who wrote the forward, it's probably the best forward I've ever seen. It is. It is. He's, he's a very talented writer. So. Well, thank you very much. I definitely have to agree <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much. But anyway, here we are in Psalm 18. Uh, this oh, is, that sounded like Joe. Yeah, see, her son Joe and I share uh, similarities in some areas, and <laughs> probably the the closest similarity we share is we're we're both good looking, you know. So that would be something. Uh, that would probably be the closest thing that uh, I share with Joe there. But uh, anyway, Stephanie may have a couple other things that she could point out, but. We'll just leave those alone now. But, you know, here's the important thing, Stephanie. As we, as we go into Psalm 18, again, you know, this is a psalm of David, the psalmist, and, and uh, it's a psalm of thanksgiving for being delivered. Uh, many believe at this point that David is the king. And, uh, 
and he's he knows that there's legal uh, there's a legality with being in yeah. with God's kingdom. You know, it's a legal type of book, and and we're going to talk about that. And this is a really large psalm. So Stephanie and I did some reading, and before we started this podcast, and decided to break it out into eighteen verses today. So we're going to read the first eighteen verses today. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, and my high power. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. That's a wonderful thought right there. Then the earth shook and trembled, and the foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken, because he was wroth. There went up smoke out of his nostrils, and the fire out of his mouth devoured coals kindled uh, by it. He bowed in heavens also, and came down, and darkness was under his feet. He rode upon a cherub, and did fly, yea, yeah, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place, his pavilion round about him, were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. At the brightness there were before him, his thick clouds passed, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coal of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and discomforted them. Then the channels of the waters were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke. O Lord, at the blast of breath of thy nostrils, he sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters, he delivered me from my strong enemy, and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay." Wow, there's a lot going on there, Stephanie. And just before you folks came on, Stephanie and I had discovered those words in the beginning. We we were talking about them. And I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. And talking about, that's a Hebrew phrase, talking about the same kind of love that a mother has for the baby in her womb, uh, which is incredible. I mean, Stephanie, when we think of those first 18 verses in this psalm, what's coming to your mind? Well, this psalm is, um, it's a very special psalm to me because the day um, after Charles was killed. Yeah. um, When we had to go back and tell the kids that he had been shot and killed. um, Hardest thing you ever did, undoubtedly? Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think it was harder than going through Charles' death. Mm. Um, In some ways, I think it was 10 times worse. Yeah. Yeah. because, you know, you have eight kids that you now feel like you've got to try to hold together. And um, I just remember the Lord bringing these first couple of verses to mind and just crying them out again where you're crying out scripture. 
and um, I didn't even know I had them all memorized, but they were there. Yeah. The Holy Spirit brought them to mind when we needed them most. Yeah. And just saying, God, you need to be this to us. Mm. Otherwise, we're not going to make it. And um, so these first few verses are very, very special to me. And, you know, when we come up on the two-year mark. Yeah. Yeah. These are They're still really special. Yeah. Yeah, this is a really hard, hurting time uh, for Stephanie, and we we understand that. And 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 so Psalm eighteen. Now, how did the Lord bring that back to you, Stephanie? Was it something you just were thinking about, or was it something that uh, out of nowhere? It seems like. No, no, it, it was very much seemed like something out of nowhere. Um, I think at those times is when you realize how much being in God's word, how important that is, how much that is a part of your oxygen flow in the midst of those traumatizing time frames. And um, same thing with good music. Um, God's word and good, good music were our, were our oxygen yeah. during those days. Um, but no, I don't remember... Um, anything prefacing obviously I hadn't had time to read my Bible that day um the Bible I had was the Bible that had been hidden in my heart yeah and so um but I just remember verses one and two just literally crying those out as we held the kids you know and obviously they were in shock um beyond belief and um just crying those verses out and in some incredible way, knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that that is who God was to us. Yeah. In that during that day, and um, verse three, I didn't. I don't think I said that verse. Yeah. But it's very precious to me now because we did call on the Lord who was worthy to be praised, and He did save us from our enemies, and you know David. David said this verse as if it was going to happen in the future, but it's will I be saved from my enemies. He says, I will call upon the Lord and he will save me from mine enemies. And we saw God do that. And we saw God do miraculous things in those days. And, um, so I God delivered you. God. Yes. Yeah. And he delivered, and, and just for, again, for full disclosure, folks, and, and many of you have been with us since the beginning. Some of you are just joining the podcast. The numbers seem to uh, be reflecting that. But uh, so, so Stephanie's dear husband, so, and we talked about this before, but just in case you knew. So Charles and his missionary partner uh, were going out with Stephanie and Charles' son, Charles, the second oldest, were in the car driving into town for supplies and things of that nature when Charles was murdered and, and, and the events that occurred uh, brought them an hour up the road trying to save Charles Sr.'s life and how not everybody got shot in the car till this day is only God. Only God protected them. There were holes all over the car. Uh, but so Psalm 18 comes to you now is now just just for a timeline for the folks out here. 
you had brought Charles into the city. They moved him to another hospital, and, and Charles had passed away. And, and folks, I'm going to try to uh, include uh, Stephanie's entire testimony in the podcast on uh, this Saturday. I'm going to try somehow to put that out there. And so you, you'll hear it before you hear this. But when you, when you go to this and you're hearing these different things, uh, so this is actually the next morning where God gave you Psalm 18 on your way home to tell the kids. Uh, when did, when did it, when did you? It would have been, yeah. it would have been the following afternoon. So he was killed Tuesday morning. Well, I mean, Cameroonian and Tyme was killed late morning here in the States. It was early morning. Yeah. Um, but then this would have been on Cameroonian time. This would have been Wednesday afternoon when we got back, um, got finally got back to the village. So it was over 24 hours after Charles was killed. Yeah. That the Lord gave this passage. Hmm. What a perfect time for that. And so, you know, and, and I think what, one of the things that I really like about what David has going down here is he reminds us that God delivers us when we call on him and uh, that God's available to us. God was available to Stephanie in Cameroon, just like he's available to us here in the United States or wherever we are. I'm in South Carolina right now. She's in Indiana. But when we call on him and then that that term, that wonderful term there in the beginning of that psalm, uh, talking like a mother in the womb, I will love thee, O Lord, uh, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. That wonderful, because love is a reciprocating love. With God, you can't love God as great as he loves us. And, and I think there's an important element here, Stephanie, that as we go through life, I think it's very important that we remember we can't outlove God. We just can't yeah. get there. We're these, uh, you know, we're these finite uh, human beings. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I know people that have a tremendous relationship with God. I know people who are living that life. I know people who are going down that road who are much closer to God than other people. And, and I probably fall into that category. But I think, Stephanie, uh, I think when we call upon God, that we need to understand that we're calling on the most high, the most wonderful, the greatest, the the only one that we can call upon that can change everything, the only one that we can call upon that can unscramble eggs, the only one that we can call upon that can turn around lives, uh, the only one. Now remember, these David delighted in the Lord. He he loved the Lord. He, I mean, this is. Uh, you know, this is a description, David's pleading to the Lord, but that, that whole idea of smoke rising up and, and different things like that, and David being in the snares of death. Can, can you imagine what's going on in this psalm and what David's talking about? Remember, folks, David was trying to be killed. David was trying to be pushed out. David was trying to be removed so that Saul could keep leadership, so that Saul could keep the kingdom. And, and folks, some of you people have been there. You're working with people that are trying to push you out, trying to hurt you, trying to do all that. And I want you to know the God that made David the king of Israel, the, that same God that brought Stephanie out of Cameroon with the grade eight, that same God is available to you today. And so David gets to the other end of that. Now he's the king. But you know what he did here, Stephanie? He got out. He got, he got better than he could have ever wanted, but he stayed with God. He said, you're my God. You brought me through. I love you. This is the kind of love that a mother has for the baby in the womb. 
uh, they stuck with God. And I mean, isn't that a significant piece here? David stuck with God. You stuck yeah. with God. I mean, isn't no, that? I think God stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so God stuck with Stephanie and he's sticking with her still today. And so, you know, thinking about this, so trying to make the practical side, I haven't hit you with a practical thing here in two podcasts, two days, but thinking about the practical side of this and, and going back to this, the, the practicality, uh, for, you know, for uh, just, you know, it's like a, uh, it's like there, there's a practical side of this psalm that says God will deliver you. God will always deliver you. God loves you with a love you can't understand, or as e. Elizabeth used to say, as Liz used to say, Liz Elliott, uh, uh, an everlasting love, which comes from the Bible, right? Philippians, I believe. He loves us with an everlasting love. And, and so we, we get to this point, and can we understand God's love? Can we even fathom it, Stephanie? No, I think God's love is something that's so much greater than anything we can comprehend. And... Um, you kind of see that when you look in verse six and he, David says in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him, even into his ears. And then you read verses seven through verse 15. Yeah. And to see God's response, what David describes whether this was literal or figurative, it doesn't matter. The power of the response of God to the cry of one of his children. Mm. And it leaves me a little overwhelmed. Yeah. Because because the enemy, the accuser of the brethren, constantly tries to whisper in our ears. And David talked about this in a previous psalm where the enemy says, where the wicked say, there's no hope for him in God. Yeah. And David says, back in Psalm 4, he says, the Lord will hear when I call unto him. Yeah. And then here we see this response of smoke and fire, of him bowing the heavens and coming down, um, riding upon a... And, I mean, just thunder and lightning and hailstones and coals of fire and arrows being sent out and and it's just like whoa 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 this is all in response to david in verse six saying in my distress yeah i called upon the lord and cried unto my god and we pray to that same god every day yeah and, and you need to pray to that have, God. Yeah. Yes. By you, I mean the people is, listening. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 who we have access. And that's who we're challenged in the New Testament to come boldly before that throne of grace, to find mercy and help in time of need. Yeah, and how do you, and you know, and how do we even describe it, you know? Yeah. There is no... When I think uh, there's there's some a term that God has... <laughs> and there's... a the war room movie that always the blessing and now Emma Lyon is starting to pick up a few of the lines and imitates them and 
makes me smile like nobody's business because she does a really good job she's emmy um yeah she is but um when we pray we are going to war with the enemy mm. and prayer is just this morning um I, I was dealing with the conflict in my head of is prayer worth it and it's it's like this intense between the fear that satan and the the verses of scripture that say no this is what faith is this is what coming to god is and prayer is a part of our armor yeah. as soldiers of the cross and yeah. david knew the power of armor even in the old testament he didn't have ephesians 6 but david knew the power of the armor of god he did and David understood the power of prayer. That's what Psalms is. It is the power of prayer put in words for us. Yeah. And I firmly believe we read that in my distress, I called unto the Lord. I cried unto the Lord. God's response is one of he's going to war for David because David went to war on his knees. Yeah. And I really believe it's power of prayer that we miss our children yeah. because we aren't taking on the whole armor of God. We aren't humbling ourselves before God and then coming boldly before that throne of grace. We're not, we're not we praying. availing ourselves. Yeah. Yes, we're not. We're Brethren, not. pray. Yeah. Brethren, Supplication pray. and intercession and seeking God's face. It is a part. It is one of the most powerful God, God summed up the Christian, the armor that we are put on as Christians with all prayer. In other words, it is the all encompassing thing to making that armor work. It's the grease that makes that armor work the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. And the Lord just keeps impressing this on me of praying and the, and that there I will never look back and say, oh, that was wasted time. Never. I will never look back and say, hours spent praying, be it the middle of the night, were a waste. It is the most important way I can spend my time. Yeah. And um, so I really believe when I come to this psalm and I see God's response to David crying out to him, I'm reminded of the fact that God is listening according to his word. He is listening to the heart cries of those who are seeking him. I'm not talking the Pharisees. I'm not talking those who are the self-righteous knuckleheads. I'm talking people that are humbling themselves before God and are seeking his face and turning from their wicked ways. He hears from heaven. And do we really believe that? Do we really believe we are praying to the same God David prayed to? Because if we do... It should encourage us to cry out all the more to him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I think you're hitting that. And you know what really touched me here is, you know, there in four, the sorrows of death compassed me and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. Going back to some of the things you were talking about, the sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. 
in my distress, and I know there's 18 verses here, but just think everything that's going on with them, drowning, being tied up, being yeah. all those different things going on, and then talking about what the Lord did, the thundering, the shaking, the shivering. His voice had uh, hailstones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out the arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and disconfitted them. And then the channels of waters were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke. And, uh, O Lord, at the blast of breath of thy nostrils, he sent them from above. He took me. He drew me out of my many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. Friends, the Lord is your stay. As we close up today, remember the Lord is your stay. If you get anything out of these first 18 verses of of Psalm number 18 is, listen, the Lord is your stay. He's your comfort. He's your protector. He's the guy. He's, he's, your, he's your ride for life. He's the one. He's the one we go to. He's bigger than us. Uh, Stephanie took several minutes talking about we can't understand how big God is. We can't understand how God does everything he does. And, and Stephanie's talking about her and her eight kids escaping a third world banana republic. People trying to kill her. God was there for her. He delivered her. Friends, remember God delivers you. God delivers you. Now, listen, the most important thing to us, Stephanie, for these people to know today is? That they would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ is their Savior from sin and that they would accept his free gift of salvation. Listen to every word. It's real important. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us. While we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.